It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Wednesday, September 9th, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Shout out to Built Bar, today's episode presenting sponsor. And it's a good thing we have Built Bar because we're back-to-back days. We had a conversation with Matt Moscona yesterday on the podcast talking about SEC comparisons to the Big Ten programs. Today, we will move to another Power 5 conference and speak with Candace Cooper coming up in just a moment about the ACC. But before we get that, the rumor mill that was so quiet over the holiday weekend, over Labor Day weekend, about the Big Ten and the fallout from the Big Ten canceling slash postponing the fall sports season has started to spin up a little bit again. Early on Tuesday morning, 10 state senators from six different states sent a letter to the Big Ten asking them to reverse course on their decision to cancel slash postpone fall sports. They listed the litany of reasons we have come to expect. It hurts the athletes who don't get a chance to perform to excel on a higher level. It hurts the state and local economies and the universities themselves. This was sent also to the Big Ten president and chancellors. How it will be received, who knows? But 10 state senators from six different states, those states being Ohio, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Iowa, sending out a letter asking the Big Ten League office to go back on their decision, at least consider revising their original stance to postpone the fall sports season. This is where we are. We have politicians trying to get into the conversation, and it still led Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, to be virtually silent over the past couple of weeks. Speaking of his silence, he has been reached out to by the Dan Patrick Show, as Dan Patrick himself has been a guy Part of this rumor reporting mill surrounding the Big Ten, releasing his own reports from his high-level source that he claims he was the guy who last week said the Big Ten was looking to resume October 10th. That didn't come to fruition right now. And then Dan Patrick on his show on Tuesday saying the reason for that, according to his source, is because six schools will not play during the fall. They won't even think about it. The two Michigan schools, that being Michigan and Michigan State, the two schools within the state of Illinois, Illinois itself and Northwestern, and then Rutgers and Maryland will not consider playing this fall. So now you have about half of the Big Ten teams, six of the 14, not even really considering playing this fall. Of course, this is not from the schools themselves. This is not from the athletic departments themselves. This is from Dan Patrick's source that he has been trusting in his reporting on the Big Ten situation since the Big Ten's decision to cancel slash postpone the fall sports season. What do I make of it all? 
Well, what I make of it all is this. We still have not heard from Kevin Warren. Dan Patrick himself, obviously, a noteworthy, notable, longtime member in sports media who has done his due diligence and has reached out to Kevin Warren for comment and has not heard anything. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey has been on the DP show. Pac-12 Commissioner last week, Larry Scott, was on the show talking about their revamped testing protocols and their new partnership to have daily testing for close contact athletes on their campuses and even was on there to explain. Kevin Warren still has not responded, according to Dan Patrick, any requests to be on his show. What is happening? How can this continue to be the case? How can you not learn from the public relations disaster that you have started, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren? At least go on the show and have a conversation with Dan Patrick. Be the person who leads this conference to leading us to the answers that you have come to. And what is continuously frustrating, as on Monday, on Labor Day, watched a game between Navy and BYU. Navy with an ode to Big Ten football in the first quarter, four possessions, four punts. It was a beautiful thing to see from this Big Ten perspective. It's tough to continue to watch college football, though, as we're about to ramp up, and we had this conversation with Candace Cooper in just a second here about the ACC starting this weekend. It's hard to watch college football and see these players play and ask, why can some colleges and some programs play and seemingly do so in a safe way, at least up to this point, following their protocols, but the Big Ten cannot? It is very, very difficult at this point. But as we wait and see what will happen with the Big Ten and as we sit here in the present and no Big Ten football to play this season, we need some place to turn our fandom to. We need a place to put our loyalties. And thus, we go to Candace Cooper for the ACC Big Ten comparisons. So from one Power Five conference to another, we are now talking all things Atlantic Coast Conference and coming on with some great perspective there is Candace Cooper. She's the host of Locked on Tar Heels, a great member of this Locked on Podcast Network. And on top of that, the Monday host of the newly revamped Locked On College Football. Candace does Monday to start off your week. I and Patrick Kahn will be doing Friday to end your week. So even more coworkers than we were before, Candace. It's great to have you on the Locked On Big Ten show. 100%. It's great to be here. It's great to talk football. Any kind of level we can do it, I'm ready to talk shop. And it's just it's good to have a little bit of normalcy back in our lives. If you did not listen to the Monday edition, the first edition of the Locked On College Football show, you are doing yourself a disservice. Make sure to end this right now and then come back to it afterward. But go listen to the Monday episode of Locked On College Football and follow along with everything Candace is doing with Locked On Tar Heels. So along those lines, we have you here today to make some Big Ten comparisons to the ACC. We are going to be finding some schools that Big Ten fans can put their loyalties into for this 2020 season. And we're doing it at a great time because the ACC kicks off tomorrow. Technically, Miami and UAB will be playing on Thursday night. And let me just say, Candace, we are a big UAB podcast here now. I am high on the Blazers this year. So if you pick <laughs> against them, I'll be a little upset. But we are finding some comparisons between the Atlantic Coast Conference and the Big Ten Conference. Now, there are 15 ACC teams this year when you include Notre Dame. Are there any teams within the Atlantic Coast Conference that stand out in your mind that you can make a comparison to between the Big Ten? Well, you know, it's great that you brought up Miami first because I think of, you know, a rich tradition, history of college football, and I immediately went to Nebraska. So I immediately said, you know what, they've been great for so long, but then all of a sudden, <laughs> where's greatness? 
what happened? <laughs> we were used to talking about Nebraska. We were used to talking about Miami and being, you know, the guys who just were flipping gold chains, all that kind of cool stuff. And now it's kind of hit or miss. You know, it's not very consistent. Nebraska, you know, you think they have it, but not quite pan out the way you want it to. So they were my first school that I immediately was like, yeah, who's tradition, but not so much anymore. And then I also thought about Penn State and Virginia Tech. Mm. They have like classic schools. They are rich with, you know, football history. And that's pretty much what they're known for, right? You know, you might have a Penn State basketball team every now and then. You might have a good Virginia Tech basketball team that's good every now and then, but not really. (laughs) You know you go to that school for football. And then when it comes to, when I think about academics and kind of nerdy football guys, I think about Northwestern and Virginia. Yep. (laughs) I'm like, okay, these guys are, just in case uh, football doesn't pan out, they have great degrees behind them. <laughs> I would agree with that. I think that's all that needs to be said for Virginia and Northwestern. It's like, eh, I mean, <laughs> hey, UVA won and played in the ACC championship game last year. However, we're just going to talk about their smarts, and that's really what it comes down to. Now, let me talk about that first team, the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. In your mind, are the Canes back? Is this I- the year? Well, you know, after Carolina beat them last year, which in a surprising victory, I was like, okay, well, Miami's just not even close. But I, I, was, I was also like a slight dig in my team. So I'm like, you can beat, if we can beat you, like, what the hell? <laughs> you can't be that great. But, you know, I do think that Miami is trying to, you know, hit a different stride. They have some quarterback issues that they're trying to adjust to. But now, you know, honestly, you're always going to have a great Miami defense. You're always going to have that opportunity to be excellent. So I think they are going to be a newer Miami, not so much the greatness, but a better than they were last year, for sure. Miami getting Derek King, the transfer from Houston, who can do yes. some things with the football, which is an absolute playmaker. So that will be a lot of fun to watch for Manny Diaz and the Hurricanes. But they're not getting past UAB on Thursday night. I will just say that right <laughs> now. As we sit here in the Big Ten rumor mill carousel, however you want to describe it, with a lot of confusion out there, I look to things that I know for certain. And one thing that I know to be absolutely 100% spot on is that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever the improved built bar is even deliciouser 18 amazing flavors now that include six new flavors that include caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp as well as their 12 original incredible flavors coconut almond raspberry german chocolate peanut butter mint brownie salted caramel all of the bars covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew and they are also healthy. They are perfect for the health conscious person looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. High in protein, high in fiber, low in calorie, low in sugar. That is how you get the job done at Built Bar. They are delicious, they are healthy, and oh, are they so good for you. And what's even better on top of that is when you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And while supplies last, if they still do, a free cooler with your purchase when you use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And speaking of certainties in this life, if you want to make sure you get the best convenient self-service on this entire interwebs out there for your car or your truck, the only place to go is rockauto.com. It's a family-run business serving auto parts customers online for 20 
That's a long time, 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And because they have such a deep catalog, you can get everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, at rockauto.com, the prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you're there, make sure to write locked on L O C K E D O N in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you here from the Locked On Podcast Network. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto, rockauto.com. So, Candace, if you don't know this about me, I'm yeah. a Syracuse grad. Syracuse okay. football, kind of a part of the ACC this year. I saw in the preseason poll, they're now picked to finish 14th. Out of all the 15 teams, and I think it's just Wake Forest or Georgia Tech behind them, one of those two schools. Yeah. Is there a comparison you can make for my, the Syracuse people in my life that I can say, hey, listen, they're kind of like a Big Ten team. Bring my two worlds together. Anything you have for the Orange? You know, if I were going to give Syracuse a team, it might be Michigan State. Okay. <laughs> Only because, you know, again, you have solid basketball schools. Mm-hmm. Not so much football. I don't really, I don't, I mean, of course, football is solid, but I don't really think about them being a football program. Now, Syracuse, I've been talking about a lot this week because we're playing them first of our season opener, September 12th. Right. And, you know, I think Dino is going to be, have a strong showing. However, I just think like, whatever that hump is, they haven't quite reached it yet. Correct. Know? I thought Dino, after the 2018 season, were due for <laughs> big things last year in 2019. It got off to a little bit of a rocky start week one. I think they played Liberty and won later in the second half. I think they won by like two or three touchdowns, but it was not a great showing. And that was the famous Hugh Freeze up in the hospital bed and Dino pointing up to him where they would normally do their handshake line in the middle of the field. And then the next week just got absolutely whomped by Maryland. And I remember my friends and I got together to watch the game. We're like, oh, beautiful Saturday in the fall. Syracuse is humming. Next week we got Clemson in the dome. This is our year. And we got stomped by the Big Ten's Terps. So it was not great. And things don't look all that great for Syracuse football this year, but hopefully they find a way. Now, as you mentioned, you are the host of Locked on Tar Heels. Is there a comparison that you see between North Carolina and a Big Ten program? Well, I would give Carolina Michigan. I think that, you know, they just have solid schools year after year. It's just going to be solid programs all around. And I think that when it comes to football programs, you've had a rich tradition. You could be great, but you still, for some whatever reason, and don't quite know the hump. And I do think that Harbaugh is, needs to be on his way out, low-key, low-key. <laughs> yeah. Take Candace Cooper coming on the Lockdown Big Ten show and says Jim Harbaugh is on the hot seat. You heard it here first. He should be, 100%. If you get your ass smacked by Ohio State, you 100% should be on the line. And I do also think that Mac Brown, I mean, Larry Fedora was still on the hot seat. for. So I, you know, Larry Fedora and I, we have our issues. I love mm. the apps, but that's about where it stops. But Mac has just brought us back. So I'm like, maybe Michigan just needs a coach of old to come on back and rejuvenate the program. Who knows? I don't, that would be what, <laughs> Lloyd Carr maybe? But I feel like he's even older than Mac. Now, as we talk about Mac Brown, what do you make of the dance moves that he likes to break out post game in the locker room? He said he retired them because oh, they're done. There was just one year. Know. He just wanted to come back fresh and keep everybody on their toes. So he didn't think they was going to get that much attention. That's oh. the problem. He didn't know that he was going to be a stud like that. But of course, when you try and get guys up and rowdy, now and now it's a staple. So he has to keep them. Of course, we'll we'll see. But I don't know how much we're going to see in locker room stuff because of the situation. 
Very true. I mean, we've had some great gifts though coming out or gifs. I, I learned it was gif last week. I, we've had some great gifs coming out in the past couple of seasons from North Carolina head coaches, Roy Williams included in there, of celebrating in the locker room. So maybe if that's what we're going to miss this year, that will be another sad mark for college football, in my opinion. It would be a quite a solo that it would have to be. And he doesn't like solos. He likes to get hyped up with the guys. So we'll see. I appreciate that. That's my stance when I hit the dance floor at all times as well. <laughs> Try to hype up the people around me with my atrocious dance moves. So let's look at the Big Ten and some of the elite teams. You've mentioned Penn State. You've mentioned Michigan. When we think of elite in the Big Ten, it is Ohio State. Is there a comparison you make between the ACC? I have a school in mind that I think you might say here, but go ahead, Candace. Of course you knew I was going to say Florida State, right? No, I'm just joking. (laughs) I actually definitely put them with Clemson just because it's year after year. The ACC is like Clemson and everybody else. And then for – from what I see, you know, it's Ohio State and everybody else. So I think it's just had time where I'm ready personally as a Carolina girl for Clemson to get taken down. I think we got cheated in, I think, the 2015, I think it was 2015 ACC championship where somebody's toe wasn't quite on the line and they gave it to Clemson. So I'm, I'm real still burnt and bent out of shape about Clemson. So anybody can take him down, I'm for it. What is the dynamic between North Carolina and the South Carolina Clemson Tigers? Is there a rivalry there or is it not so much? Uh, so Carolina, so it's, you know, the battle of uh, USC and UNC was last year. It was the first time we played in a long time. Right. So there, there's no real rivalry that we really acknowledge. It's just like who calls themselves the real Carolina. In South Carolina, people call Carolina, their, that's their South. And up here, I'm like, oh, Carolina. And they're like, who are you talking about? So it's whatever. But everyone has their distinct thing. When it comes to Clemson, last year when we were fourth quarter, or fourth quarter, one play left, could have, you know, gotten that drive and ended up, you know, folding at the – five yard line you know it's just one of those things where South Carolina is just every school there just gives us a gripe a little bit so you think Clemson is a tier above the rest of the ACC much like Ohio State is an upper echelon team in the Big Ten I agree with that assessment do you think for 2020 that will hold true for Clemson again are they the cream of the crop in the ACC this year I think they're going to have more problems because we have Notre Dame deciding they want to be in the ACC this year right (laughs) I mean, that was that was something, too. I, to have Notre Dame, who I always thought of in a weird way, kind of like a Big Ten team, just of where they are in the country in the Midwest, South Bend, Indiana, but obviously Notre Dame playing their other sports outside of football in the ACC for the past couple of seasons. But I always had a little Big Ten tie there. They have a lot of alums in Chicago. I don't know if that's the whole reason. But to have them in the ACC, whoa. For this year in football, what do you make of that, Candace? You guys can have them. I put an asterisk by them. When I gave rankings, they ranked number two and we were number three. I gave us number two. I said, honestly, they don't exist to me. So if we finish out the season, you know, behind them, I'm not going to include them in the rankings because I don't, I don't think it's fair. I don't think you just get to tag along because we're all trying to play football so bad. And I feel like now, why aren't you joining? Why aren't you officially becoming a part of the ACC? Because you're trying to take that money. Well, ain't no money to have by nobody. So you might as well come on and join the group. <laughs> Suffer with us. <laughs> Very true. I mean, hey, listen, they need their TV rights money. They got to make it somehow. And the Fighting Irish are now a member institution for the ACC, at least just for this year. We'll see how it plays on beyond that. So as we talked about in the start of this interview, the ACC is playing this week, tomorrow with Miami and UAB, but 13 games on Saturday as well, the one Friday between Virginia and VMI. What are you making for the start of the opening season here for the ACC? What is your enthusiasm like? What's your excitement level like as they're about to kick things off? Honestly, it's bittersweet because I'm still in a pandemic mode, right? I'm still trying to figure out what the hell to do in terms of me. Like, can we go out to restaurants yet? Can we go watch? If we can't watch it at a bar joyfully, is it really football season? You know, right. it's 
really just that season where we can just be free and just go enjoy tailgating and be a part of that atmosphere. And it's just different. I don't, I don't like that we can't celebrate with the guys and with the teams after big wins and, you know, tough losses. And even for their family's sake, like a lot of them can't have family around. So it's just bittersweet because I really am glad that they get the opportunity to play. But also it's just also high time to pay these players if you're going to make them stay on campus. <laughs> if yeah. you're going to them take, you know, those risks, I think it's just high time we acknowledge that they're a different group of people. Right. I mean, that is really what this entire pandemic has set up when it comes to college athletics is the idea that if there was an acknowledgement truly from the top up of the NCAA, but even the conferences and these separate institutions, that these student athletes aren't just students first. A lot of the conversations, at least that we're having in the Big Ten scheme, would not be the same that we are having now. It'd be acknowledgement that things are different. This is more of a professional sport. And I think a lot of people have realized that for a long time, but holding on to that idea of amateurism really has kept some leagues, including my own, from playing this season when we realize that the system itself is very, very broken on the collegiate athletic level. Some final thoughts on how this ACC season may play out with Candace Cooper coming up next. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. What are you making as you watch the overall college landscape and obviously coming from the national perspective, being a host of Locked On College Football? A hundred percent. And like you were talking about before we hopped on with the game in Mississippi, I'll be surprised if we don't hear about act, excuse me, outbreaks. So I'm interested to see how that pans out, because if there isn't, then you argue, why is the Big Ten not playing? Why is the right. Pac-12 like what who doctor is who are we watching are we talking about Grey's Anatomy doctors out here are we talking you know Chicago Med like where right. where are we talking so I just think it's one of those things where we just have to be mindful of when stories come out can we not be as surprised or can we just keep pushing it are they going to keep steamrolling and I think at this point you're going to try right they've made it very clear that they're going to try so we're I'm going to get behind the guys and support them in that sense but Max Brown was talking on his um weekly press conference saying that guys could test positive at 9 a.m. on Saturday. They play at noon and they can't play. Right. And so like, you literally have a guy who's ready to go, ready to start the game, and then he's out. Then what do you do? You have to change your whole scheme, in-game adjustment. It's a different kind of in-game adjustment this year. <laughs> right. I mean, you had a report coming out just about an hour before we started this interview of Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma's head coach, saying they are no longer going to be listing COVID positives or injuries or whatever that's pretty much what he was going for they're not going to put it on the injury report as a competitive advantage which is just the most wild thing in the world because if you hurt your ankle that doesn't mean that you can pass that along to your teammate in your position group if you have covid it's a lot more contagious so it's a very weird college football season it's a very kind of strange dynamic that we're all getting accustomed to right now but i appreciate your perspective because i think as you look at it there has to be some excitement to be able to play. Do you have that sense of normalcy that we have known for every fall season throughout the entirety of our lives, pretty much? So how confident are you, though, that you just mentioned there? We start, but we finish. How many games do you think the ACC or even the rest of college football gets in this year? 
well, you know, I've said Carolina is going to go 11 and 0 this season, so we might as well go as long as we're undefeated. Then, you know, if we drop, you know, being eight and one, it's time to shut it down. Right. So, <laughs> for however long we can be undefeated, I'm here for, you know, the season start. But more importantly, like, I'm here for these guys putting in the work to be here and sacrificing so much already. And so, why not let them enjoy the moment for however long? So, I think it's going to go for, I think, I would say seven games. I think seven games, and honestly, if it gets to seven games, they're probably going to be like, well, hell, it's only four left. Let's just, you know, finish it out. So I, it's just it's so tricky because you you think you have some adults acting like adults right. and then just figure, hey, money is money rules a lot of things, so let's just keep pushing, you know, next man up. I mean, the ACC has done a lot better in their conversations than the Big Ten has because not only did the Big Ten act alone when it comes to the Power Five conferences, it has seemed and has proven to be that within the conference itself – different schools have a different perspective than the other and they're getting different kind of lines of communication from the league office. The ACC right now, at least seems to be more of a cohesive unit as they get ready for this football season. So in that perspective at all, they start, they keep going. You mentioned if Carolina loses a game, they got to shut it down. That's going to happen Saturday to the Syracuse orange. So there you go, Candace. One game <laughs> and it's done. If they lose to Syracuse and I've been talking all this cash, for this long, then I'm going to be very upset. But I will say, so because you, I've been on your show, you have to do me a favor. I've been asking all of my listeners to drop their playlist, game day playlist. So top five songs wow. that you would get ready for for your Syracuse game. I'm going to at you on Twitter so you can tell me. What, what okay. is your game day playlist? Thank you. Thank opener. Thank you for giving me a little bit of time, too, because I have a couple that date back to my days of playing like rec basketball when I was 11, but those might be a little outdated. Like, Let's Go by Trick Daddy is the one that pops into my mind right now. All the Above by Mano, that was always one that I was like, yeah, man, we're going to do this. We're going to make three layups today, man. And that was pretty much the height of my basketball skill. So thank you for giving me some time. I will put some thought into it, and I'll be ready to go. I'll have my Syracuse pregame playlist. I don't get that excited for Syracuse football, but I'll find some gems in there. See, see, I mean, you have a team, you have a, a team member whose name is Trill Will. Trill yeah. Will. Yep. So you can't not get hyped off that, like off his name alone. Very true. And I don't know if you've ever heard Dino Baber speak in full, but that guy could sell you anything in the entire world. He went to a Syracuse basketball game a few months after he was announced as the new head football coach for the Syracuse Orange. And he yeah. literally told the entire arena in the Carrier Dome to just close their eyes and picture this belief, faith without anything proven. And everybody's like, yes, Dino, let's go. Hell yeah, we're going to do it. And I was oh, one of them. I was drinking the Kool-Aid for sure. <laughs> you have to drink the Kool-Aid. I mean, that's what he's there for. And I think with time, he has, they have to give him time. Nobody wants to give people time anymore, right? right. Everyone you know, proven product now. And I think you just have to give Dino time. I don't want to give him time on Saturday, but give him time other, uh, the rest of the season. Like, he can go 0-1, get a little bit nervous, but I think he's going to have full, full things going. So do you think it will be Clemson and the game against Notre Dame that will decide the ACC champion? I was going to ask for your ACC champion prediction, but I'm not even entirely sure how they're doing it. I know they have the breakdowns in terms of the conference only schedule. And if they don't all play the same games and it's win percentage, but who do you think is the eventual ACC champion? Is it Dabo Sweeney and the Tigers? 100% is Carolina and Mac Brown. Okay, let's go. I, listen, Take it. I got to go hard. 2020 is the year where you just have to throw it on the wall. You just got to there. Go for right. it. Go for 20, I think Mac Brown, you know, in his first season, you know, winning seven games, it was a little – people misrepresented. We had those games to win. Sam Howell was coming back for his sophomore season. We're ready to go. We just we just needed, you know, to get that freshman jitters under our belt, and now we're, we're set. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. 
And that conference title game in the middle of December will be in Charlotte, North Carolina. So that will be quite a scene for the Carolina Blue if they can pull it off and get there, as Candace Cooper said here on the Locked On Big Ten show. I will, okay. I will get my cutout. I'll get my cutout, and I'll be ready to go. You can have me in the video. Tr- whatever is needed, I will be there. So, Candace, as we wrap up here, let the folks know what you're doing with Locked On Tar Heels and then also with Locked On College Football to kind of build some of this hype and excitement for the college football season. A hundred percent. So again, I've been talking about Syracuse. We're all eyes on Syracuse this week as we're gearing up. Locked on Heels on Twitter is where you can follow. You can go obviously wherever you listen to your podcasts at Locked on Tar Heels. And if you want to follow at Locked on uh, College Football, which will be creating a Twitter account very soon. We've got all the updates for all the national news. I get to talk to all of our hosts each week. Got three or four coming on just to talk, you know, shop. We talked about Jamie Newman in Georgia. I talked LSU and Jamar Chase. You know, great stories just trying to get more in-depth insight for you guys so I'm very excited to you know get that going as well and let me echo what Candace said right there because the Locked On Podcast Network has great hosts that are dived into each and every one of these teams throughout the national landscape of college football with providing some perspective only as your local authorities will that's what we do at the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day And now we get the ACC perspective from Candace Cooper, again, the host of Locked On Tar Heels, the Monday host of the new and revamped Locked On College Football. Candace, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate this conversation, and let's go Orange. Absolutely. Listen, you caught me off guard with that. Let's see. You know what? It's fine. i got to get my game day. I have my playlist ready. Go Heels. So many thanks again for Candace Cooper for coming on today's podcast. Make sure to check out not only Locked on Tar Heels, but the Monday edition of the revamped, the powerful Locked on College football show that we have going on now on the Locked on Podcast Network. Exciting stuff coming your way five days a week from the national perspective. And Candace gets it all started on Mondays each and every Monday during this college football season. Give her a follow on Twitter at Candace D. Cooper. So. Two of the three Power Five conferences that are continuing to play college football this fall have been checked off our list. We know where we need to put our loyalties in the SEC, and now we have some of those comparisons for the ACC, which leaves only the Big 12. And the Big 12 also will get underway this weekend, and we will go to a Big 12 perspective to make some more of those comparisons between the Big 10 and the Big 12 and where our loyalties need to go for the 2020 fall college football season. And then after Friday's episode, when we round out with the Big 12, we are on to five days a week again with the Locked On Big Ten show, the entire Big Ten community coming in as one. And as I mentioned, when I was speaking with Candace, and as we're talking about Friday's show, make sure to give a listen to myself and Patrick Kahn. Yes, Pat Sports Guy, the host of Locked On Longhorns. On Friday's episode of the Locked On College Football Podcast, We will be previewing everything you need to know about the weekend slate coming up that now features some Power 5 games. And we do it from a sports betting perspective to make you a wiser gambler and make you win money. That is our goal, to preview college football and to get some extra cash in your pocket. So until we talk on Friday, have a splendid couple of days. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.